We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we are the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Well, hi there, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Speedway Show. As you might know, if you have been following the show for a while, the Speedway Show is, as Ben said, a front and idea exchange empowering listeners to live well, live fully, and live deeply by improving the quality of our personal, professional, and spiritual relationships. One of the areas that we are going to focus a fair amount on over the next coming months is the area of careers. And today we are going to talk about job hunting. So the last time we talked about career issues, we talked about uh, hating a job. And um, we're going to be covering other things like nailing that interview, three critical interview questions. And so hopefully by the time we're done, we will have covered some of the critical aspects of job hunting that will hopefully be uh, near and dear to your heart if you are in the position of either thinking about a, a, a career change, a job change, or you are in that process right now. Well, job hunting. If you have been looking for a while, you might be feeling a little desperate and you might have despaired and you might be thinking, well, shucks, you know, why isn't anything working out for me? I am going to give you some tips today to hopefully jumpstart your job search or maybe give you some other areas to focus on that might be of assistance. So we're going to go through a variety of tips and things that you can think about. First thing I'm going to talk about today is your online presence. Here's the thing about job hunting, and I'm going to say this not just in the context of your online presence, but in the context of job hunting in general. Do not wait until you need a job to worry about your online presence. Why? Well, first of all, it matters because employers routinely nowadays will look at your public Facebook page, your LinkedIn page, and whatever your online presence is to find out more about who you are. So don't wait until you need a job to start worrying about all those horrible things you said on Twitter and Facebook over the last 10 years or to wonder if those photos of that drunken orgy you had that one year might be a problem because you don't know 
when people are looking you up and when they are looking for information about you and you don't know how many job inquiries you might have blocked because of the things that you have out there on the Internet about yourself. Now, that presumes that you know what's out there about yourself on the Internet. And my suggestion to you is you should look. You should Google yourself and see what comes up. Now, there's a lot of worry about the lack of privacy on the Internet, but the truth is that you are the contributor to most of your online presence. Why is this good news? It's good news because that means you control it. For example, if you have a LinkedIn page, which I highly recommend that you do, if you have nothing else on the Internet, I recommend you have a LinkedIn page, and I recommend that you have a LinkedIn page with your picture on it. But if you have one, then you have full control over what is on your LinkedIn page. You set it up. You wrote the words. If you have a Facebook page, you have 100% control over what is on your Facebook page. Now, you might be thinking, really? How can that be? Because, you know, I've got friends who put all kinds of stuff and they have all kinds of conversations on Facebook and uh, some of the stuff, they post pictures and they put things. Yes, that's true. But if it's your Facebook page, you control what everybody else puts on it. You even control whether anybody at all gets to put anything on your Facebook page. And if somebody does put something on there that you don't like, like you know that picture from that drunken orgy that you had five years ago, you can take it down. So that presumes, though, that you are paying attention to what people are posting on your page, but you control that. Same thing with a lot of these subscription-type organizations, web pages um, that you participate in, Twitter, Pinterest, all of that stuff. You get to decide if you're going to have a presence on those sites and you control what's on it. So all that to say. Manage your online presence. Now, there are times when stuff gets posted about you by, it can be posted by a third party, and maybe you don't have any control over it. If you are a um, public figure, you are more likely to have this problem as compared to if you are, you know, Joe Schmo like the rest of us. So in those cases, there are actually organizations that you can hire who will pay attention and monitor your online presence, and they will clean it up if anything negative is posted about you. How effective they are, I'm not sure. Um, But it's certainly – and the second thing that I would say to you is you should have an online presence. Now, this is a job hunting uh, episode, so I'm going to say if you have nothing else, even if you don't like Facebook, even if you don't like Twitter, even if you don't have a Pinterest account, and on and on and on. At a minimum, have a LinkedIn page. LinkedIn is the largest professional uh, online networking organization or website that I am familiar with. And the reason I would suggest it is because it's one of the first places that recruiters look to for candidates. It is the perfect place to receive unsolicited job opportunities that may turn into new jobs. 
you have complete control over how you position yourself. So this is different even from, let's suppose, this is true for lawyers. If you're a lawyer in a firm, you will most likely have a profile on your firm's uh, website that talks about your accomplishments, who you are, etc. And a lot of firms have a lot of control over how they position their lawyers. And so even in that situation, you don't have complete control over what goes on your, on your profile page, but certainly LinkedIn is the place where you get to say whatever you like about your uh, career and your accomplishments. So LinkedIn is definitely a place that I highly recommend that you have a presence. The other thing, and you will notice this, there are lots of people who are on LinkedIn who don't have a profile picture. Now, my question to you is this. If you are thinking about reaching out to someone that you don't know because you think they might have some experience that might suit something that you're looking for, all things being equal, are you going to reach out to the person who does not have a picture so you don't get a sense for who they are? Or are you going to reach out to the person who has a picture? Or even better yet, the person who has a really nice picture, they're smiling, they're looking at the camera, they're facing head on, and you know, their, their picture says, I'm approachable, I'm honest, I'm someone you want to get to know, I'm professional because you know, I'm, I'm dressed up appropriately for a professional headshot, and I'm connecting with whoever is looking at the picture. All those things matter. And in fact, if you go to speedway.com for the posting for this episode, I have a link to a, uh, an article about you know, how to create a good headshot and what kinds of qualities make a good headshot. So I encourage you to take a look. So have a photo. The other really great reason for having a LinkedIn page is that it's an awesome way of connecting with people uh, and networking with people that you might otherwise not meet. So, for example, on my LinkedIn page, I have over 500 contacts. Some of them uh, I have reached out to and requested that we become you know, linked. Others, in fact, most of them have contacted me and asked that I link to them and personally, you know, as far as professional um, uh, connections go, my view is you can never have enough. So I always say yes, uh, or at least almost always. Um, but I would encourage you to use this as a networking opportunity. The other thing is that if you have someone that you want to meet and they have a LinkedIn page and you don't know them directly, you will be able to see who you are connected with, who knows them. And so you are able to request an introduction, which I have done on more than one occasion. And the good news is, now that you have someone in common, now that you have an introduction, you're not cold calling the person that you're trying to talk to. And so you're much more likely to have a successful uh, connection. So that is all the stuff that I would say about LinkedIn. So if you are job hunting and you don't have a LinkedIn profile page, get one. Um, better yet, if, if you have one and it's not working for you, uh, make sure you have a good profile picture. Take a look at other LinkedIn profiles for people who have the job that you want and see how they describe it. 
And you might be able to see why you're not getting the attention and the traction that you would like. Or you might be able to update your LinkedIn profile so that it is resonating with some of the ones that uh, you might have found particularly um, um, authentic and impactful. So our next thing that I will tell you is don't wait until you need a job to create your resume, just like your online presence, just like your profile page. Don't wait until you need a job. Don't wait until you need a job to start setting up your LinkedIn page because actually by the time you need a job, hopefully you will have a whole bunch of connections that you can reach out to on LinkedIn to say, hey, do you know of blah, 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 or hey, I see that company X is hiring. Who do I know who works there who can give me some inside information? Same thing with your resume. Don't wait until you need the job to create the resume. Update it every time you have something to put on it. You can tailor and abbreviate it when you actually need to send it out. Why? Because you will forget what you did if you don't update it on a regular basis. If nothing else, I recommend you update your resume as often as I recommend you update your will, once every single year. The other reason is that it will take too much time to dig up the records for what you've done and track down that information when you need it. Because sometimes somebody may ask you for your resume when you're not even thinking about job hunting. I'll give you an example. The last two jobs that I got, I wasn't looking for a job either time. Uh, the first time, a very good friend of mine, Monique, in fact, she's my Facebook buddy, was recruiting for a position, and we happened to be out at dinner. She said, hey, I think that my client would really like somebody with your experience, and that was the beginning. I had not, I wasn't looking for a job, and I told her so. And, uh, but she persuaded me by the end of that dinner that maybe I really ought to look at this job. And she said, you know, send me your resume. Well, if I had taken a week or two or three to go put together the resume, or if I had done a rush job, it probably wouldn't have looked very good. Second job, after that job, uh, in fact, the job I have now, got a call from the man who later became my boss out of the blue, and he said, hey, I wonder if you'd like to be my deputy general counsel. And I thought, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'll think about it. And he says, uh, well, why don't you send me your resume? And within 24 hours, I had an updated cover letter and resume on his desk. So you don't know when you might need to pull out that resume and hand it over to somebody who may have a job that you might just want. The other reason you keep it updated is that you risk embellishing or maybe outright lying about what you did if you wait till years later to put it on paper. This is especially true if you've got and you've had a long career. So I've been practicing law for 20 years now, and all I can tell you for sure is that I have taught many uh, continuing legal education classes. That's the certification lawyers are required to have every year. But I couldn't tell you offhand who I did it for necessarily in what year and what topic. So I generally have a vague recollection, but I, I, I would have to go back and look to figure out what the titles were. So you don't want to be at risk of embellishing because simply because you don't remember. 
Um, so those are things that I would suggest in terms of uh, your resume. If you are not working, um, job hunting 101, your job should be job hunting. What does that mean? That means you should be spending eight hours every day looking for a job five days a week. Did I say eight hours every day? I did. I said eight hours every single day. If you do that, in a really good job market, it might still take you up to three months to find a job. So what that means is if you've been spending an hour or two looking for your job and it's not coming to pass and it's been months and months and months, don't be discouraged because you haven't put in the time. Okay? Now, what are you supposed to be doing for eight hours a day looking for a job? Well, I'm going to tell you. You should be developing relationships. I would submit to you that actually most jobs that are available are placed through relationships, not because somebody goes out and finds some resume on the Internet. And I would argue that actually somebody does a lot of, a lot of jobs, especially high-level jobs, are not placed through uh, Internet searches or impersonal placements. They're placed through relationships. So if you are job hunting, a huge percentage of your time should be developing networks, attending trade association groups. There are some uh, organizations that you can belong to that actually have uh, sections for members in transition. So, for example, as a lawyer, I belong to the American Association of Corporate Counsel. And the, no, it's not American, it's just the Association of Corporate Counsel because it's global. But they have a section called Members in Transition where they specifically um, have members who are job hunting that are part of that group. Excellent place to go and network because you may find potential employers in the activities that that group is involved in. Uh, Network with recruiters. I am a huge fan of using recruiters over online, over cold submission of resumes, over everything. I'm a huge, huge fan of recruiters. Can't say enough. Network with recruiters. And why is that? That's because most jobs are found through relationships. Be very wary of those, you know, many, many, many websites that have jobs that you look at and you go, that is totally the job I just had. I could nail that job. I could do my job and I could do that job in my sleep. And then what happens? You submit your resume full of confidence and they don't even give you that don't call us, we'll call you letter. And then you sit there and you go, but why? It's because some of those postings have already been filled by the person that the company really wanted to put in that position and maybe they're posting it because they have to because they might have a corporate policy or some other policy that requires that they place it. Sometimes what happens, especially in a down job market like we've had, sometimes a company goes, they put, it, they put their posting out there, they get over 200 resumes. I have a friend who uh, works 
at um, an insurance company, and every time, every time he puts a job posting out there, he receives hundreds of resumes. So what do you do when that happens to you and you're the hiring manager? You feel overwhelmed. Sometimes you throw all those resumes aside and you go to a recruiter and say, I don't have time. Find me somebody. Find me a candidate, and the reason I'm going to use you, recruiter, is because I want you to do the vetting for me so that I don't have to worry about um, finding uh, this person, right? That's how that works. So most jobs are found through relationships. Spend a lot of time doing that. Also, you can, though, spend a lot of time looking for jobs online, but here's what you do with those jobs. You don't submit your resume online. You call up your recruiter friend and you say, hey, I found this job, and I would like you to see if you can talk to somebody at this employer for me. Because you don't want to be one of those resumes that's sitting in a pile of 200, and maybe the person in HR at that company goes through the first 10 and never gets to you at position 156 before they either make a decision or they go find somebody else who's going to help them find the right candidate. So online resume submission you should be concerned about. With recruiters, my suggestion is have a couple. Don't just have one. Why? Because recruiters, first of all, work for the employer. Most recruiters will not work for you. Why? Because if they place you in a position, they're going to get paid a commission by the employer. And so typically they will have relationships with multiple employers that they are looking for placements for. Okay? So you, I would suggest, ought to have a number of relationships with multiple recruiters because they will have some limitations based on who they either do or can get into to talk with. So they might not have a re one recruiter might not have a relationship with the company whose job is posted online that you think you'd be the perfect fit for, but another recruiter might. So that's why you have relationships with multiple recruiters. And also remember that because they don't work for you, you are in some ways a commodity, right? You're only helpful to a recruiter to the extent that they have a job that you would be a good fit for. So what that means is don't become a diva and don't be difficult and don't frighten the recruiters by behaving or positioning yourself in a way that makes it really hard for them to help you because they can frighten just as easily as employers. And they are, remember, an extension of the employer. No recruiter wants to place a candidate in a position where the candidate is going to bomb and maybe the recruiter is now going to be embarrassed, okay? Not good for the recruiter, not going to be good for you, and the recruiter is not going to stick their neck out for you if they think that you are going to be a problem. So that is something to bear in mind. The other thing that I'll tell you about recruiters is you have to decide up front if you plan to use recruiters or do your own job hunting. Personally, I don't recommend you do your own job hunting. Um, the reason for this is because recruiters only get paid by the employer for candidates that they bring that are new to the company. 
they typically don't get paid for candidates who have already reached out to the company independently. So here's what that means. That means let's suppose you go online and you find the perfect job for you. And you submit your resume, you're all excited. You receive not a peep from the company. Then you think to yourself, self, maybe I need some help. So off you go to find the recruiter. And you now want the recruiter to contact the company about this particular job that you already found and applied for. If the recruiter does that, and if you get hired for that position, the recruiter will not get paid for that placement because you had already submitted your resume first. That is the reason why when recruiters interview you, what they will often ask you is, so where have you already applied? Now you think you're just having a get-to-know-you conversation. Meanwhile, what they're really doing is they're crossing all those companies that you're naming off the list of the companies that they're going to be looking for, for on your behalf because what they know is all of those companies that you just named, they're not getting paid for. And they're not going to waste their time trying to open doors for you where they're not getting paid because this is how they make money. That is very important for you to know. So all of that to say, relationships are key. Use them. Uh, Recruiters are wonderful resources. They may not work for you in terms of who is paying them, but they will most often be your best uh, option and resource in looking for positions. Why? Because they have the relationships with the employer. So rather than you doing the equivalent of a cold call and sending a resume into a company that doesn't know anything about you, you're much better off with a recruiter who can, number one, call the hiring manager directly and say, hey, I know Candace, and I have interviewed her, or even I have known her for X amount of time, and she has a wonderful career. She has always done well at her job. I think she'd be an excellent fit for this position. You should talk to her. That's how you get an interview through a recruiter. It is the personal knowledge that they bring to the table that is going to be most helpful to you. And that, by the way, will put you ahead of all those 199 other people who simply posted their resume online. Now, the truth is not everybody, not every company uses a recruiter because, of course, they don't want to pay the commission, or sometimes they do feel like they can manage the process on their own. If that's the case, then you ought to be trying to figure out who the hiring manager is for a position rather than sending your resume into the deep, dark beyond. This is where your LinkedIn profile page is going to help you because if you know people who work for that company, they might be able to give you an edge. They might be able to give you information on who's actually doing the recruiting. They might be able to give you tips on what to do and not to do. They might be able to give you information about the company culture and other things that might help you if you actually land an interview. So the other thing that you should remember is that even if you have recruiters and even if you've got, you know, say you have 50 recruiters working for you, do not rest 
on your laurels and wait for somebody else to do the job for you. Okay? You still have to put your eight hours in, and you still have to do all the work that you've been doing until you actually land a job. And remember that until you have an offer, you have nothing to think about. Okay? A lot of people get all twisted because they submit an application for a job and they start thinking things like, oh, what if this job I get an offer just at the same time as I'm, as I'm interviewing for this other job that I really like better? Oh, my, how am I going to decide? And then they get all twisted and they get all concerned. But actually, you might not get an offer from either one. You might not get an interview from either one. So until you have a job, you have nothing to think about. One of my old bosses said that, or he wasn't old, he was my former boss, who said that to me once, and I thought, you know, it, it impacted me because he told me years and years, over a decade ago now, and I've never forgotten it. Until you have an offer, you have nothing to think about. So until you have an offer, then you keep plugging away and you keep doing the work in order to get you to that place where you now have a job. Now, that brings us to the end of this show. We will have a continuation next week of Job Hunting 101. Hopefully, I've given you enough things to think about that you will be able to tweak some of your approach already. But tune in next week. And until then, this is CUA saying, go in peace and happy, happy job hunting. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle thespeedwayshow. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.